Hi, and welcome to the GTEC Podcast, All Things Rugged. I'm Mark Reese, Senior Marketing Manager with GTEC. Access to data is critical today in our daily lives. It's said that every day, 2.5 quintillion bytes of data are created each day. Google is said to process more than 20 petabytes of data daily, which includes 3.5 billion search queries. 5G can increase data transmission speeds up to 100 times and decrease latency from 20 milliseconds to one millisecond. As technology continues to evolve, it's safe to say the way we transmit and consume data will need to evolve too. I recently spoke with Alistair Bonham and Bill Gallione from Pure Li-Fi, along with Randy Pfeiffer of GTEC, where we discussed what I consider to be a game changer in wireless connectivity called Li-Fi. Pure Li-Fi is one of the companies who are bringing the next generation of wireless communications to market. Li-Fi uses light rather than radio frequencies and promises to augment, enhance, or transform wireless networks with the most secure and reliable wireless communication on the market. From industrial to consumer, and from smartphones to rugged tablets, Pure Li-Fi is on a mission to connect everyone and everything with Li-Fi. This is part one of a two-part episode. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the channel, and you can also find relevant links in the description below. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, being here today. I'm excited to talk to you both. Let's start with talking about Li-Fi technology. There's a lot of people out there who don't know what it is. So let's talk about what is it, and then let's talk about why Wi-Fi is really a game changer in wireless connectivity. Okay, so it's really great to be here with you today. Um, so what is Li-Fi? Well, Li-Fi is a uh, wireless communications that uses the, the, light, uh, the light spectrum. So it's complementary and additive to RF technologies, but as I said, it uses the light spectrum to transmit and receive data. It's fully mobile, it's fully networked, so you can move from one access point to, a, to another, uh, and you can uh, access, uh, and download and upload information through the internet. I think one of the key uh, messages I wanna get is that LIFI helps solve some of the biggest challenges that we face today with RF, wireless communications. Security, you know, we have to secure our data. We do not want to be hacked, we do not want to be uh, jammed, which happens with RF uh, wireless transmissions. With Li-Fi, you cannot jam it, you cannot hack that. There's congestion and interference, which is another challenge that we face when in this RF world. Well, the more, you, the more devices, the more downloads and uploads that are being uh, actioned using the RF technology, the poorer the quality of service and the quality of experience for the user. And that is because bandwidth is being stolen by the device that is pulling down the largest um, data file. So if you're working, um, if, you're, if you're trying to download a, um, you know, a Netflix uh, a film or um, a project, Everyone else in the house will suffer as a result of you pulling that down. Why? Because you're stealing the bandwidth away from those other users and their quality of service goes down. Therefore, the reliability is intermittent. It's not consistent using 
uh, RF uh, uh, technologies. But LiFi solves those problems. So multi-user degradation uh, is taken away. The reliability and the benefit of the low latency, faster data rates, you know, free of congestion and improved security is really improved by using LiFi technology. And overall, and we've demonstrated this when we've done some um, tests in uh, schools and things like this, where we had students in a whole classroom using LiFi. And what happened was all of the other classrooms around had a better experience using their Wi-Fi connectivity. So basically, using LiFi, not only do you have all those advantages that I've just mentioned, all those benefits, it also improves the experience for those people on on uh, on Wi-Fi as well. So let me ask a question in regards to bandwidth. So are you saying that an access point, if I have, let's just say for the sake of argument, let's say my speed is coming in at one gigabyte, each access point will deliver one gigabyte of speed? So the access point will deliver what it's designed to deliver. So you can design them for, you know, low data rates for medium data rates and high data rates. And that's the beauty of uh, the LiFi uh, solutions. So today we have uh, access point that run at 250 megabits per second. We have some that run at lower megabits per second. So it's all about the design. So you can design it to support different data rates. All right, so let's talk a little bit about how Wi-Fi technology works and how it transmits data. Yes, I think what it is, uh, light is turned into data via super fast pulses. So, you know, you take the LED light, we put a, uh, you know, an electrical current through that, it will pulse and that will transmit the data that we pick up and receive with our um, with our devices. But the most important thing there is uh, these are not perceivable to the human eye. You know, the light used can be visible light. You know, it's the same as the, the, the LED lights we use in, in, in our homes. Or it can be invisible light, such as infrared. And what, uh, what it does is LiFi turns light sources into access points or APs, as we call them doesn't have to be traditional lighting, could be anything. So it could be in the ceiling, it could be a box on the wall, it could be, you know, something on your desk. I think very importantly, it's fully mobile. So you can move from one access point to another and stay connected. This is really fascinating. Let's, um, how's the user experience or what are some of the benefits to the end user? The user experience is very similar to Wi-Fi except better, as I described uh, with some of the benefits uh, earlier on in this uh, in this conversation. So better how, more reliable, free of congestion, greater bandwidth, makes quicker connection, speed and latency, you know, and provides inherent military-grade security. You know, and one thing we do know is that people are getting more and more concerned about people, um, you know, hacking into you know, uh, Wi-Fi systems or RF systems and stealing data. Whereas with with the Li-Fi and using the light um, the light uh, spectrum, you cannot do that. You cannot jam it. You cannot hack it. You cannot get into it. Um, the other point is not only can you use it from what I call fully networked, so you can access the internet as we do with our current RF solutions. 
we can have intentional connectivity. So what we can do is if I wish to transfer some data from from myself to another via phone, I do it intentionally. I know that I'm sending information to to the other person because I'm deliberately pointing my handset at them and then I can transfer you know, the data. It could be money, it could be information or other data contents. So, you know, that's how the LiFi technology works. You just spoke about security. How does that translate to different access points? Can each access point have different security levels? So I think if you're under an access point, and remember the access point will have a cone, a cone of, uh, of or in which the data is being um, transmitted. So, for example, uh, some of our products have a 60 degree cone. So that 60 degree cone comes from the access point, and then if you are sitting within that cone, then you can access and transmit and receive data through that access point. So if if you're one of my colleagues and we're under that cone, yes, we can both access uh, the internet via that access point. If you are someone who is not part of the, the the family or the team, I can say, hey, what are you doing in my cone? Therefore, I know that you're trying to access uh, data within my, my zone. And how programmable or configurable is each access point as it relates to employees and our visitors when it comes to those security levels? You know, you can set the uh, the protocol so that, um, um, you know, using different wavelengths, for example, you know, red or or um, blue or green, you can set one of these to be uh, accessible by different types of individuals. So a good example would be an employee of a company could use, would be uh, accessing their uh, internet data via the, the, um, the green wavelength. Uh, guests who come into the company could be accessing data through the uh, green and you know you could have the um, the um, emergency services could be accessing data through the the red so you can you can program the um, the technology and use different wavelengths to enable different people to you know access data through you know light into the internet the other thing you can do is you can set the protocols which enable different levels of employees, depending on whether they're the CEO or if they're, um, you know, a, 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 a graduate engineer just coming in, they can have different security levels set. So the graduate engineer cannot get access to, you know, some of the data that the CEO would, for example, and all things in between. So it's a very flexible um, approach that we can take to security. And the other part about the security element is, because light doesn't pass through walls, you cannot um, pick it up outside that zone you're in. So that's another level of security that uh, using the Li-Fi and the light spectrum enables um, people to to, um, to 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 support. Now, if we can quantify it, how much faster is Li-Fi over traditional internet over a traditional internet connection? you know, either wired or wireless? So I think it depends on where and, and uh, what the conditions are. What we what we find is that uh, because of the amount of um, congestion that is caused by the number of connected devices uh, in the uh, environment, 
So, for example, if you've got someone uh, downloading a, a video file or someone downloading a, a multi-megabit file or someone downloading a virtual a reality file or something like this, all this has an impact on the data rate for the RF uh, wireless, um, uh, the, the wireless user. So whilst it may say it will do X megabits on the on the the, um, the specification, in reality, when you have all of these different connected devices, the performance is extremely low. And we've seen from um, from our tests where you know they've been talking about 50, 60, or 100 megabits of data download. The reality in a congested environment where everyone is using this uh, RF technology is you know maybe one or two megabits. With Li-Fi, you get a consistent uh, high level of uh, multiple megabits in that zone that you're 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 um, drawing information down. So, with the light spectrum, we can uh, you know drive you know 100 megabits, a gigabit, and so on. And our technology will take you to very high data rates, which will, in a non-congested world, which Li-Fi doesn't have compared to Wi-Fi gives you the advantage of quality of service, a quality of experience, and higher data rates, which remain connected with all of those other benefits we mentioned. So let's pivot for a second. Doesn't 5G solve slow connection speeds? So I think 5G is about, uh, to me, it's about a, 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 a consolidation of multiple technologies that create this 5G network. And typically that is for outdoor activities. So with Wi-Fi, which is, uh, uh, and Li-Fi, which is used indoors, then, you know, it's a different kind of environment, a different kind of space. And what we're seeing is that actually 5G performance is, uh, is not uh, doing what it says on, on the tin. And it's actually having a few issues in terms of reaching those potential, um, data rates that it has. But I think the main thing about uh, Li-Fi and with our standardization that's going through to ensure that we can interoperate and work alongside and transfer from, you know, our Li-Fi to RF or Li-Fi to 5G or Li-Fi to 4G, then, you know, you get the best of both worlds because you can do that. But I don't think uh, that the 5G is going to solve the issues of congestion inside the home. So let's go back to security for a minute. Let's circle back. Is security set at the access point or the user's device? So if two people are working in close proximity to each other with two different levels of access, and they're working in close proximity, can the employee with a lower level access get access to the same level as the user with a higher level of access? So if you pick up your laptop or your tablet and you go from one to the other, if your security level is, let's say for argument, security level one, wherever you are in the building, you are security level one. Now, if you go into a an office where there you should not be and you can program the access points in, say, a secure office, which has very um, restricted access data, and you go and try and plug in there, then I will know you're trying to access the wrong zone. And, you know, I send the guys from the front of the, the gatehouse to come down and say, hey, what are you doing in that uh, trying to access that room? So it doesn't matter where you are. If you are set with that protocol, you cannot access other people's data because it will not allow you to do that. But it will allow you to 
to determine if someone is trying to get into a room where they should not be and access data. Um, what about geotracking or geolocation? Is that something that you're able to do with Wi-Fi? Well, the fact that every AP has a, an IP address, I know exactly where you are, in what room, on what floor, and what part of the building. So, yeah, so basically I can track someone moving from one access point to another, down a corridor, into an office, into a conference room, wherever. So I know, I know exactly where you are. So absolutely, you can track people. I'm interested to know how Li-Fi solves latency and bandwidth issues. When does this become important to an organization? More importantly, why should they care? Well, bandwidth is all about the amount of data that you one wishes to download or upload, um, you know, uh, into the into the uh, into the internet or whatever. So, you know, bandwidth is very important when you have um, you know high data rate, high bandwidth activities which you want to download in a specific area. So if you're in an enterprise, in an office, or in a boardroom, or in a design center, the more data that you want to download uh, or uplink, as we say, the, uh, using an RF solution, the greater congestion, the greater issues you're going to have, and the slower it will be, uh, i.e. the latency will be delayed and slow. Whereas if you're using Li-Fi, which is very fast, has very low latency, and doesn't have this issue about multi-user bandwidth issues, then you know the bandwidth uh, will enable you to tr well sorry the system will enable you to transmit higher bandwidth so it's all about where in these uh, enterprise buildings you will use or want to use uh, li-fi so you can have hotspots for example where you know in that particular area you are consistently downloading or uploading you know high bandwidth high big um, files of data and you don't want to uh, you don't want to be impacted by congestion of other devices. In other areas, uh, it may not be important. So, um, you know, you, you, you continue to use your RF solutions and things like this. So I think it all depends on where and how and what you're going to use it for. I want to discuss use cases in a minute, but let's talk about industries that are ideal candidates for Li-Fi. So let me take that one, Mark. It's uh, Bill. Um, really, it's really hard to imagine an industry that wouldn't benefit from Wi-Fi. You know, in particular, those that are concerned with secure and reliable communications, as Alistair mentioned. And we're kind of on a very exciting journey right now, and it's kind of a typical adoption journey where a new, disruptive, innovative technology starts out in government and defense, where we have a very strong relationship and uh, uh, we're seeing a nice inflection in business in, uh, in the defense industry for both tactical, you know, in the field uh, applications and office headquarter applications. So government and defense is an industry that's all over this uh, because they're very RF averse. And uh, also there's an adjacent market that's kind of popped up as a result of that, and that's manufacturing so manufacturing for say a prime contractor manufacturing a classified product in a classified environment they also can't use rf they need a more secure technology uh, and those guys are doing manufacturing uh, using ar capabilities so that gives them 
quality and, and efficiency gains. So the quality is better, efficiency is better. They're using a, a GTAC tablet, for instance. They're using a head-mounted display. And AR also uh, needs very, very low latency, as Alistair said. So this is a very interesting adjacent market to the government. But on our journey then, and it's a typical journey, as we said, um, starting out in defense and government, <clears throat> getting into the enterprise, we're seeing enterprise applications popping up, things like, you know, secure boardrooms, secure conference rooms, uh, logistic kinds of things internally uh, in the enterprise. And then we see another interesting uh, industry that might be ripe to uh, adopt uh, Li-Fi technology, and that's the energy industry in general, and in particular oil and gas. Uh, they're also RF averse. These are very congested and noisy environments, uh, which would uh, benefit from uh, Li-Fi, you know, we believe. And uh, discussions say that uh, we're probably right on that one. But, you know, ultimately our vision, our vision is the same. And that's, you know, we want Li-Fi to be connected to everything and everybody. And we think that uh, Li-Fi will be part of the ecosystem for uh, most, if not all industries as we move forward. So if I heard you correctly, you said that Li-Fi technology can be used both indoors and outdoors. Is that correct? Okay. So the, the point that I was making is that um, the uh, this is public information that the U.S. Army is using it in a tactical environment. So, you know, that would be uh, in a tent, for instance, uh, you know, for war fighters potentially in a tent that they would just hang up an access point, a Li-Fi access point, and have connectivity within that tactical operations center. So yeah, that is indoors technically because it's in a tent, right? Mm -hmm. but, uh, but in the field. So to play devil's advocate for a minute, if I'm using Wi-Fi for internet access, and let's say that the lights go off or somebody turns the lights down, am I still gonna gain, or am I still gonna have access to the internet? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you can dim the lights way down and uh, and virtually off and still have connectivity. What yeah, is I a think just sorry, just to add into that, that, I think you know if you use the infrared spectrum, the access points uh, work in the dark. You can still transmit and receive data, but you just don't have the visible light to do you know do your reading with. So it works both in visible light and the infrared spectrum. So let me just make sure I understand this. So the lights can be dimmed. And the access point is connected to the light, which then transmits the data. Is that correct? Well, the yeah, access that's... point. Go on. Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. Yeah, that's the access point. Right. So, so uh, you know, what we provide are access points and what we call stations or dongles. The, uh, the dongle would plug into the GTAC uh, uh, PC or a tablet. And the access point is sort of just like an access point that you have in your house for, for Wi-Fi except for in this case using uh, visible light doesn't have to be visible light as alistair said ir is also a, 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 a um, an option but uh uses visible light spectrum downlink and ir uplink currently this is fascinating this really this really is fascinating um so okay so now somebody says you know what we're going we're going to we're going to refresh. We're going to. We want to deploy Li-Fi technology. Let's talk about that. How does a organization start or start thinking about deploying uh, Li-Fi technology within their organization? 
So, so we've got within Pure Li-Fi, we've got a kind of a fanatical focus on keeping things simple. You know, we want to keep it very simple. Li-Fi is a simple de- uh, technology to deploy, to deploy. And we have to keep it simple because guess what? You know, Wi-Fi is a ubiquitous uh, technology, has a ubiquitous presence. Everybody's familiar with uh, Wi-Fi. Everybody uses it, likes it, uh, but it doesn't do everything, as, as we keep saying. So we have to keep the experience very, very simple. So we spent a lot of time figuring out, you know, how to make Li-Fi easy for customers to deploy. Not only that, we figure out, um, you know, how it will be easiest to install and use and how it will interface with existing technologies like light, lighting systems and uh, IT infrastructure. So we've got to keep it simple. We do keep it simple. It's simple to insp- install. It's scalable, as Alistair was alluding before. Scalable meaning, hey, you want to start out with one or two access points, great. But that as you uh, need more secure connectivity, hey, you just add more, 4, 8, 10, 50, 100. Uh, you have full mobility as you grow and scalability. Again, we want to make it simple. Likewise, we're very flexible with backhaul solutions, uh, POE, UPOE. We take advantage of, of, of you know, existing capabilities, uh, power line communications, PLCs. So whatever you have in terms of a backhaul, uh, hooking up Li-Fi to that is uh, fairly simple, and it's uh, and it's all based on on 802.11 protocols. Uh, Wi-Fi uh, people are used to that. That's the most pervasive uh, communication standard in in the industry. Many, many, many millions of uh, Wi-Fi nodes in this world. So we take advantage of that. And to to the IT guy, um, it really looks like Wi-Fi. So you know, it's uh, Wi-Fi with kind of a different uh, front end, different antenna. Uh, seamless integration, make, we, again, back to this uh, focus on keeping it simple, but it gives you all the benefits of Wi-Fi uh, by, uh, and, and yet uses existing uh, Wi-Fi infrastructure. Does or can Wi-Fi work in unison with, for example, a traditional Wi-Fi connection? Can I use both simultaneously? Do they peacefully coexist? They, they, they coexist. And you're not going to have a, a coexistence uh, problem or an interference problem between the two because it's very, they're very they're different spectrum, light spectrum, RF spectrum. In regards to, you know, connectivity, is there anything that could possibly interfere with a Li-Fi connection, say sunlight? Now, sunlight, sunlight, we've done a lot of testing and uh, sunlight is not a problem. Uh, what could interfere? Uh, put your hand in front of the light if there's just one access point. Uh, we demonstrate that at trade shows where, you know, we'll, um, we'll uh, block the light signal. And, yeah, then you temporarily lose Internet connection. But very temporarily, when that blockage is gone, bam, you're back on you're back on the air again. So um, now there's ways to mitigate that with multiple access points and, you know, um, maybe a wider field of view. There's uh, there's knobs that we can uh, we can play with to uh, to mitigate that issue. But, yeah. Um, you know, if you block the light, uh, you'll temporarily lose signal. So in regards to security, again, what objections do you typically encounter from an IT manager? And have you been able to successfully overcome those? I'm sure that the IT managers are very concerned about anything being transmitted on their network. In terms of security, I mean, um, again, back to the journey we're on, starting out with the defense and the government, these guys try to break things. 
they try to prove that it's not secure. It's not reliable. You know, um, it's a very good way to begin, you know, your business and ramp things out. The defense does a good job of that. So um, we have not gotten pushback that I'm aware of on any security aspect. These systems go through a very rigorous accreditation process within the defense community. So uh, that gives us tremendous credibility, actually, with uh, non-defense customers as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to the podcast. And if you would like more information about any of our speakers or GTAC solutions, you can find relevant links below in the description. I'm Mark Reese, Senior Marketing Manager with GTAC, and remember, together we solve.